What's up, everybody? Jared and Chris back here for the second episode of our podcast, tentatively titled Jared and Chris's yeah, Awesome we, Podcast. We still need to get an episode title. Any suggestions for uh, better titles would be greatly appreciated. Uh, but we're back at it for a second time. We got some feedback from some of our friends, and we're trying to incorporate that a little bit. Uh, but today, we'll be talking about what a lot of people in our generation really appreciate, and that's the idea of traveling. Um, are you a big traveler, Jared? I am, recently. I, I grew up <clears throat> in a family where we didn't do a whole lot of traveling growing up, but I knew I was, as a kid I was always wanted to travel. I think I remember when I was in the fifth grade, I wanted to do like a exchange program that my elementary school was doing, and you know, my parents qu- quickly shot that down. Sure. Uh, it was like, you know, <laughs> being a black man in Texas was already <laughs> hard enough. Why are they going to send me to some foreign country? And I, and yeah, newsflash for those of you who can't tell from the voice, Jared is black. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's strike twenty. Uh, <laughs> Another in joke. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so actually, the first time I went traveling was an undergrad. I did a study abroad program to Greece, and ever since then, oh, I've nice. visited a lot of different countries. Nice, nice. All right. Uh, so Jared is an avid traveler. I'm a pretty big fan as well, but not, not until uh, recently. I don't think you know. I didn't really travel until my my mid-twenties you know it just wasn't very uh financially uh available for for a long time in my life but you know only recently did i get to experience like how great it is to to kind of experience the world and kind of um really broaden your horizons but with that uh you know let's kind of break down the sound into a couple topics here so what's what's a, a dream destination for you jared uh where have you never gone but always kind of thought about going uh, <clears throat> let's see. I've never been to China. Mm. Uh, I've had a, I've had a couple different opportunities to go to China, and it seems that every time I have a chance to go, where I was planning to go, something's come up, and uh, I had to cancel. So I remember when I was in uh, high school, one of my best friends was from China, and I was gonna go with him to his grandparents' house outside of Shanghai, and then he had a family emergency, so we had to cancel. Oh, and then uh. I was planning to go to China for Gate. Uh, what is West Gate? Oh, for, sorry, yeah, for those who aren't in the, the Duke Fuqua bubble. Uh, Gate was like a short-term study abroad program that we had at our MBA program at Fuqua. Uh, I think it stands for like Global Academic Travel Expedition or Excursion. <laughs> you uh, learned a lot here, huh? And so, so anyway, so there, there were three options. China, China Gate, South Africa Gate, and Latin American Gate. And I wanted the China Gate, but it filled up so quickly, and so I had to cancel that one. Uh, and then I interned at Microsoft last summer, and they were going to send me to China to this manufacturing facility outside uh, Shenzhen, I think that's what you call it. Mm. And, uh, you know, I had everything booked, ready to go, was ready to go to the airport. And then two days before our departure, um, we had a, a production delay on a, pro- on a product that we were working on. And they decided to halt the, the trip to China. Oh, man. Did, right. And so every time, every time I've gone to China, uh, I, something's come up. So one of these days I will go to China. Uh, so maybe that. Yeah, I mean, you seem to have a lot of time coming up. Maybe China's in the cards this summer. Yeah, definitely. What about you? Dream destination, you know, I got to say, you know, there's, there's, it's hard to pick one, um, but, you know, something that um, I've, I've always wanted to go to uh, Rome and specifically the Vatican. Um, just, you know, not much of a practicer now, but I, was, I grew up Catholic, so I've always had a fascination with the whole process of, you know, how they choose a new pope and with the, the smoke uh the smoke pillar as well oh, as yeah. you know and maybe even going to to the vatican during like 
uh, Easter Sunday or something would just be a really cool dream of mine uh, just just to see his presence right I'm not saying that he's like a better person than other people but just yeah. getting to meet him uh, and see him in person would just be like for, for me probably even better than meeting the, the president of the United States you know yeah. I think that'd be really fascinating obviously the surrounding area like Italy's known for a lot of great food and a lot of great culture being the epicenter for a lot of uh, European practices uh, and a lot of a lot of history as well uh, that's definitely on, on, on my bucket list um, don't know if it's the next one yeah. um, so, because so, you know, yeah, yeah. Let, let me ask you this like when you are thinking about <clears throat> which countries to go to and you travel like what is your process like what do you look for mm. and determine which countries to go to so for example for me at least at this stage of my life I kind of always say the traditionally safe countries that are like <laughs> you know like um, no offense but like somewhere in France like Paris or London sure. I can do that when I'm 50 60 years old yeah at least while I'm still somewhat young and yeah. still healthy I'll go to a little more a little more harsher places yeah. and I try to tend to avoid like big cities so yeah. I, I love like going out to the beach, like kind of going to remote places. Like I went to Croatia for a month, yeah. just chill out there. So like when you think about which countries to go to, like what do you look for? I think I, I'd follow a similar mentality. It's uh, not just um, in terms of safety, but uh, thinking in terms of the, the, the overall physical taxation on, on one's body, right? So thinking about um, the weather, as well as uh, how well I'm able to maneuver myself around based on you know some type of transportation system. So if I'm like a 70 year old person, I definitely wouldn't be able to you know get myself around in like you know New York City, right? That that'd be yeah. that'd be really difficult for me. So I wouldn't even consider such a city like when I'm a particular age. Um, and I think uh, food is is definitely kind oh, of yeah. uh, higher on the list, right? Uh, and and this all kind of relates to to one's age, really is. You know, um, where am I going to be comfortable, right? Um, I'd say that overall, like, a place like Peru, you know, pretty safe. Lima's pretty established. You could definitely do that when you're older. Mm -hmm. But the activities that are associated with Peru, like, if you're going to do, you know, the four-day hike that's that to get to Machu Picchu, definitely can't do that when you're a little older. Right. So I think, I think that all kind of ties back um, to, to what you mentioned. So kind of broadening it out, not just in terms of safety, but... Um, in terms of the the the, the body and, and what you're able to accomplish on those trips. If you're just taking pictures of, you know, a museum or something, obviously you can go to the Louvre when you're when you're eighty years old. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, I I'd say we kinda we kinda match up there as well. Um so, you know, you, we we've talked a lot about some of our, our past experiences. I'm kinda curious, you know, what's what's a really bad experience that you've had uh while you were traveling? So I'm actually going to change it up a little bit from when we talked about uh, off off air. But uh, <laughs> one of my favorite countries I've been to actually had one of the worst experiences I've ever had, mm. uh, and that was in India. So India is probably by far one of my favorite countries I've ever traveled to. Yeah. And it was my first time going to India. This is in 2011, so I'm studying abroad in India. Yeah. Um, and uh, we were flying from Bangalore to New Delhi. Mm -hmm. And I'm someone who, at this time at least, had a kind of a, a fear of heights. So like, I don't like flying. I love to travel, but I don't like the process of traveling. Like of course. being thirty thousand feet in the air. Yeah, you know, it's claustrophobic. Yeah. screaming babies yeah, everywhere. People are coughing all over you. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. And so we're on this plane, and uh, we're on this particular airline. I don't know if I should. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and call them out. Indigo Airlines. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we're not going to get sponsored yeah. by Indigo Airlines anytime soon yeah. for this podcast. And uh, and we're flying from Bangalore back to Delhi. It's like mm -hmm. maybe like a two-hour flight, maybe, and. Um, 
I kid you not when I tell you that we had the roughest landing I've ever experienced <laughs> on a flight. Like not just like, you know, the plane's kind of shaking. I'm talking about like just like sudden drops as we're trying to land in Delhi. Yeah. And we you thought you were done for. Yeah. Like you could hear like the baggage stuff moving. People were like having to grip onto their seats because, you know, it was just, the, it was just horrible. Right. Uh, and then we had a horrible landing. It felt like we were about to skid off the runway. Oh, jeez. Uh, but you know what? Once we got through it, I thought well, maybe, you know, we just had some very turbulent flight or had very turbulent winds. Okay. Didn't think too much of it. Maybe about a couple weeks later, I'm back in the United States, you know, finishing up school. You know, I'm reading my USA Today paper, and on the front page, I see this article, this headline, where it says, Indigo Airlines fined uh, from a, a route going from Bangalore to Delhi. Uh, and they were fined because they found out that they were, had pilots who were flying with expired licenses. Oh, that was your flight. And I said, holy crap. I said, was this the flight that I was on? Like, it was, it was in the same time period. Yeah. It was in the same route from Bangalore to New Delhi. And yeah. we definitely had a rough landing. And I'm like, thinking to myself, holy crap, I was flying. I don't already, already don't like flying, and I'm on a plane with a pilot who had an expired license, and so I, to this day, you can ask for my Indian friends, I always talk about this a lot, I will <laughs> never fly Indigo Airlines ever again, and we don't get sponsorship from them, so yeah, I'm not flying them. So yeah, that you're was, that was, first, folks, don't take Indigo home yeah, Airlines. Yeah, so that was a particularly bad experience for me. Oh, jeez. I don't know. So, similar experience, uh, well, not exactly similar experience, but... Within the context of a, a good trip, uh, a re one in recent memory for me is when I went to Iceland uh, a couple, two, three years ago. And great trip, you know, beautiful nature out there. Um, saw the Aurora Borealis, probably my first night there. Just all around great company as well. Um, you, but something about Iceland is that you do a lot of driving, right? Like you'll do maybe eight hours of driving a day if you're trying to cover the entire country uh, within a 10-day span like we were doing. And there are large stretches of driving in which you don't really make contact with another human soul, mm -hmm. even on the treacherous parts of the road. Yeah. So we were traveling around mid-March in which there was still a lot of snow buildup, and we were reaching kind of a, a huge incline in which there was a lot of snow, so our cars were kind of slipping around a little. And honestly, there were no guardrails on the sides of the road, so our car could have easily careened over to the side. Okay. Um, so there's at one point, you know, uh, I was sitting with three other friends of mine in this SUV and one of the drivers, uh, she was not completely confident of a driver. She wasn't even confident driving the U.S., let alone a brand new country. And we just kind of slid out of control. We almost careened over the side of the road. And honestly, if that had happened, we would not know what to do. There's, we had, none of us had international signal. There were no homes or people around that knew what to do or would be able to contact the correct authorities to help us out. And that would have been all around bad news. And we eventually decided to double back on the route that we took and take a much longer route, about two hours, uh, to get to our eventual destination. But overall, that was, I would say that was a, a near-death experience you know, on yeah. an international trip, which is something you definitely don't want. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, that would probably be one of my, my worst experiences. Um, what are, what are some, some, uh, I guess some tips that you have, uh, when, when you're, when you're traveling is looking range anywhere from looking for tickets or to booking, booking hotels or things to do. Anything pops off the mind that you think a lot of people should know? Mm, well, I'm definitely not like a, like a travel guru by any means, but mm. I think one thing that I do is, and this was kind of old, like I don't know, maybe airlines have caught up, but. Every time I book a ticket, 
I don't book on my regular browser. I go to like incognito mode because uh, yeah. usually before you book a ticket, you're doing a lot of like Google searches. Sure. And I've been in group situations where uh, like one friend buys a ticket and we pass the computer along, we buy our ticket. Yeah. And by the time it gets from that person to me or to the last person, the ticket prices are gone by like $120. Jeez. So um, the browser cookie history yeah, is working cookie against history, you. Right. Yeah, Got exactly. It. So that's, that's one thing that I would look into. Mm-hmm. Um, also kind of like know, I would say, know what kind of person you are when you travel. Mm-hmm. So like for me, I'm someone where I don't necessarily, when I go to travel, I don't necessarily want to do, have like a jam-packed day. Yeah. The worst vacation I've probably ever been on uh, was a vacation with my parents. Sorry, mom. <laughs> and, uh, we went to New York, which is already a city that I don't, don't want to go to. <laughs> sure. Uh, but like every day, it was like from seven to eight, we're doing this. From eight to nine, we go to here, nine to 10, we do that. And like that's, my mom loves that, but I'm someone who just kind of likes to relax. Yeah. Kind of get away from the crowds, right? So it doesn't help that we were staying in the middle of Times Square. Oh, no. That's, right. that's probably where you want to avoid. Right, yeah. So, so go on vac- like when you go on vacation or you go travel, uh, go somewhere uh, where like, that kind of complements your, like, your, your style. Yeah. yeah, so if you want some breathing room, make sure yeah. that you allow yourself some buffer time. Yeah. And but then, whereas you want everything planned in the minute, yeah. you know, get an Excel sheet ready. Yeah. And then lastly, I would always say... Um, like, I think travel is a great opportunity to, to learn, mm-hmm. uh, not just about other people, but also about yourself. Um, and one of the ways that you can do that is to put yourself in like challenging and different environments. Like, you know, going to, uh, you know, London and Paris, I'm sure is fine and great and you can learn a lot of stuff there. Yeah. Right. But like, you know, if you can, if you're able to like put yourself in like, you know, I went to Namibia for a couple of weeks, you know, back in March. You know, I went to India for a couple months uh, for study abroad. Like, those are some, like, extreme countries that have, like, extremely, like, uh, just culturally different things that are just culturally different from America. Um, and you can learn a lot, and you learn a lot by talking to people. So, like, one thing is that I always try to do is, like, when I'm riding on a local bus or a train in different countries, just, like, talk to the person who's to my left or to the right, find out more about them. Like, I remember I was in Croatia, and I talked to one of the mailmen in Croatia. He told me so much about the country. Oh, wow. And about, like... You know what it was like you know and uh like yugoslavian war and stuff uh and that's just like a great way to learn so yeah. use, use travel to, to learn that's yeah the tips that i would have great great advice jared um you know to add on to that <clears throat> i'd say some some tips and maybe i'm fishing for a sponsorship here who knows but <laughs> an app that has really proven useful to me is an app called skip lagged and skip lag kind of takes advantage of uh, misprices by the engines that are backing the, the, the pricing algorithms on the, the airline websites, mm-hmm. and sometimes they'll be able to give you really drastically reduced prices on international trips, uh, um, uh, round trip as well. Huh. So uh, I think my aunt had been able to book a trip for herself and her family of five, um, round trip from California to London, all for about like 150 bucks each. Yeah, yeah, and that is like an astounding price. So yeah. check the apps, you know, skip lags, maybe kayak. I think those those are really yeah. valuable. And you never know what you might find mm-hmm. uh, aside from the typical, you know, Google flights. Um, second, I would say try if you're working, you know, try to start taking time off. Maybe around like the Thursday or the or the Wednesday. You don't want to take it on a Monday because you're kind of not really allowing yourself to get that that first weekend of, of extra vacation time, right? Yeah. Like, I think the ideal 
uh, vacation period for any long trip is probably to, from a Thursday all the way to the next next Tuesday or so. So you're giving yourself an additional four days uh, with those two weekends yeah. in addition to you know the the time that you actually request off. Mm-hmm. Um, just just a, a, a and, and the airports are a little less busy when you're flying out those days as well. Yeah. And that that's why I noticed that um, you know uh, work work. Uh, Work is pretty hard to get out of, and you know we want to take as little time out as, as possible. So I think that's a pretty nifty strategy to use. Um, and I'd say that uh, definitely kind of explore uh, uh, the the local versus the high end um, typical uh, restaurants and, and sites. I think you know again when you go to London or Paris, there's there's a Louvre, there's there's a Tower Bridge. But, you know, like Jared was saying, if you're able to talk to a local and kind of get like, a, a real beat on, on what's actually happening in that city, uh, you, you really get a richer experience. You know, like past example is that, you know, based on saying yes to a lot of locals, you know, I was able to get into uh, an odd like ritual shamanistic dance with uh, a tribe in, um, in, uh, in Zimbabwe, which is just like an amazing experience, right? Yeah. Um, something that you definitely wouldn't, wouldn't get when you're joining like a tour group or something like that. Um, and, uh, and also, uh, you know, to, to echo what, what Jared has said, like really, really know what you want. Like some people, uh, will kind of go to particular countries such as check off a box. But if you know that you're not like a physical person, you know, if you don't like hikes, you know, if you don't like nature, you know, don't be going to these countries that specifically are known right. for nature. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and vice versa, if you don't like big cities, don't be going to big cities, you know, it's, it's good to expose yourself, but at a certain point, know what you want and uh, make sure that, that you kind of uh, don't waste your time yeah. on any trips that you don't like. Yeah, I think, uh, I think I find Lonely Planet is a good resource. Yeah. And usually every time I go to a country, I always check out Lonely Planet just to see like what are the activities, food, the kind of things that not just, not just the touristy things, but things that like the locals do as well. Yeah. It's a great resource. Yeah. Oh, another another one that I just forgot, and I think this is only applicable to you know young people like like myself and Jared is, and, you know when when you're at this point in your life, you're probably building out your network. You probably have a lot of friends that are, are all across the globe. Really try to get to get the opportunity to stay with them or have them guide you around when you're in a new city or a new country that you don't understand or even if you don't know the language. Having a local guide kind of take you to all these different places and giving you a locals perspective is, is I think is just way more cost effective as well as really educational for really understanding um, yeah. you know, a particular town yeah, for sure. and I think definitely one of my more positive experiences would be you know just like making sure that someone is there to kind of guide you around and not that you're flying blind yeah yeah um, is that is that is that all we got I think any 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 other topics you want to cover on this uh, I'm curious to know, like, what is your, about all the countries you've been to, like, what is your favorite experience? My favorite experience is, would definitely be Japan. I'd say, have you been to Japan? No, I've not been to Japan. I'd highly recommend it. Um, Japan is one of those countries that really has something for everyone. And I think that's a phrase that's thrown around pretty often. But I really do believe that Japan has something for foodies, something for people who are really into nature, really into hikes. Um, and also for people who are into um, good, uh, just good city life and good parties. And, you know, when I had went, I, I landed in Tokyo initially, and just, it was just like a neon city that really never slept. And you could see any type of entertainment that you want amongst 
uh, all the different neighborhoods. You know, there was like the anime heavy ne- uh, uh, neighborhoods. There were the, you know, the, the ones with parks and there were the, the club areas and the food was all around fantastic and healthy. And I, I felt like it wasn't too, wasn't too expensive either. I even saw like a sumo uh, show, which was just amazing. And then, you know, taking the train, um, the long distance train to uh, Hakone, which is a small spring town, um, you know, it was a very relaxed, kind of uh, spirited away type of uh, town where, you know, the, the, the people all, got, all knew each other by, by first name. And, um, you know, we got to relax in some of the springs. Then we made our way over to Nara, which was like uh, a town that was just filled with deer. There were just reindeer walking around. And you could pet them, you could feed them. And then made my way over to Osaka and Kyoto. And again, just amazing cultures. There's just temples everywhere. Um, so overall, I think Japan really does have something for everyone. And um, I would highly recommend it to, to, to anyone. No one has ever said, I regret going to Japan. All right. Yeah. Definitely add that, add yeah. that to my list for sure. Yeah. How about you? Uh... I would probably go with New Zealand. Mm. I went to New Zealand last year for a couple of weeks. Uh, I think New Zealand is just like it probably checks the box off of everything that I that I look for in a vacation. Like I already mentioned earlier, like I like to go to kind of far remote places. Well, you can't get further or more remote than New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like an eighteen hour flight from from Houston, yeah. I think, or uh, maybe sixteen hours. Uh, Do you see the the Lord of the Rings Hobbiton houses? So, shameful omission. I've actually never seen Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, so I, yeah, Jared. jeez. Oh, you're I, into Game of Thrones, but you're I not know, into right. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I, maybe I'll go back and rewatch it. But uh, So, some people who I went to New Zealand with went to like Hobbit Town or something. I, I don't know what it was called. Yeah. I, I had no reference or affinity towards it, so I, I skipped that whole tour. Oh. Uh, but what I did love about New Zealand, though, was just the, uh, the openness, like fresh air, uh, like Queenstown, New Zealand, which is in the South Island. It's called the adventure capital of the world. Mm. Uh, and so I've already mentioned earlier that like, you know, I, I had kind of like a fear of heights where I basically got over it because I did like one of the world's highest bungee jumps uh, uh, in New Zealand. And like you talk about someone being terrified, <laughs> I, I almost crapped my pants, but like, I'm yeah. totally glad that I did it. Yeah. Uh, white water rafting, like we did grade five rafting, uh, which is the most attention you can get. So yeah. I think anything above grade six, like once you get to anything above grade five, so if, if you hear like a grade six raft, yeah. I mean, that means that man can't survive it. And so if a man survives a grade six raft, that grade six raft gets downgraded back to grade five. Uh, and so like Wow, you, you turned into an adrenaline junkie. I, out yeah, there. I know. <laughs> and so I, I, I love whitewater rafting. I've done it three times since then. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to do it again coming up shortly. Yeah. Um and so yeah, just like New Zealand was just like perfect weather, the people were great, uh it was quiet, but there was still a lot of things to do, a lot of outdoors activities which I love. So I I, I kinda know that uh if all goes well in life, and you know, if this podcast you know takes off and we get some good sponsorships, then uh, I'll probably from get us, uh, jet la- uh, skip lagged. <laughs> yeah, then uh, I'll probably get some uh, maybe a nice summer home or vacation home or something in New Zealand. Uh, and so I know for me that's probably like one of my favorite experiences. All right, cool. All right, so there you have it: New Zealand, Japan, and uh, all our travel expertise. Uh, so again. Uh, that's our second episode. Any any other topics that our viewers would like us to, to talk about, you know, feel free to make a comment about it. And uh, you can check us out at chasenead87 on Instagram. On Instagram yeah. yeah, and uh, myself at poor underscore hobobo. I'll explain that for in another, <laughs> another podcast. Uh, and uh, yeah, make sure to like and subscribe, and we will talk to you guys next time. See ya.